Hello, everybody. It's 1.30 at night, 1.30 a.m. Just like the Vigilante Nightwing, it's time to record a podcast about Titans. Jordan Talks Titans, the the show that I recap the TV show Titans on HBO Max, all by myself. uh, It's it's, it's really late, and no one is up right now and wants to probably watch the show Titans. How's it going? It, it's I'm just I think I, I always get nervous breakdown watching this show and it, it just happens this show is meant to break me I think this is the show that, that is supposed to be a test of how much I actually like this stuff but before we get to uh, me going into the um, the the Titan show uh, there over on webtoon uh, I think it's called webtoon there is a web comic called Wayne family adventures uh, featuring the Bat Family, so Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Barbara Gordon, uh, Cassandra Kane, Bar- uh, Stephanie Brown, Damian Wayne, Tim Drake, Alfred Pennyworth, and Bruce Wayne even. And they go on weird misadventures as just a simple Bat Family, and I think it's really wholesome and great. And I, I think when it comes to fan service done right, that webcomic does it really well. Uh, most popular uh, issue so far is episode two in which the Bat family fights over a chocolate chip cookie, which I think is very cute and wholesome. So if you want really wholesome and really good Bat family antics, might I recommend the Wayne family adventures before we get into grimdark uh, fuck mom uh, show known as Titans. I, I still don't know who this show is for. I, I, we're, we're, what, we're almost at 50 episodes of this shit now. I don't know who this, this show is for. Um, other than this isn't your, this is like the, um, the best way to describe this is it is like when, when like return to Oz is to wizard of Oz. <laughs> like it's, what if we took what you like and then just made it dark and edgy and that's just what they did. Like they tried to mature it to the point of comical hilarity, uh, in a way that some episodes are really good. Some episodes are really bad. Uh, before we get to the recap, after uh, plugging Wayne Family Adventures, a really fantastic webcomic to check out, uh, I will say that this episode is another one of those advanced to storyline things. However, I will argue that this is actually the best episode so far for the inclusion of the character Tim Drake. Because we normally, uh, anyone who's ever read a Tim Drake origin story or an origin comic, uh, really loved... I think if you're a fan of Tim Drake, uh, the best part about Tim Drake's character isn't necessarily when he becomes Robin. Now, I know a lot of people will say, but he's the best Robin, blah, 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 blah. Yes, arguably, yes, he's the best Robin. <laughs> but uh, what people love, they're a big fan of Tim Drake, is so much the origin story. The uh, the sequence where when Jason Todd's over in Tim Drake's quest to lure Bruce Wayne into being into becoming Robin, so that whole chase of I know you're I know you're Batman Bruce Wayne I know Dick Grayson is Nightwing and here's all the facts I have, all of that thing that chase to become Robin, is something that is really the best part about Tim Drake's story because you get to know him as a civilian before he becomes Robin and how even if he was never Robin to begin with, he has this great detective skills and great personality and (laughs) this charismatic attitude that you just kind of love. And 
Currently speaking, if I had to say anything, he is actually probably the most likable of the Robin characters in Titans. Because Dick Grayson, he's kind of an arrogant asshole. Jason Todd, he's he's an impulsive idiot. Uh, But here we have now Tim Drake, who's the guy who's a delivery worker (laughs) at a noodle shop, who also in his spare time apparently really obsesses over uh dick grayson and bruce wayne to an irritatingly creepy degree that almost comes across as in in an alternate universe he might end up like on one of those troll websites doxing all these people but luckily it's titans so it's titans uh, I'm so glad Tim Drake's not a QAnon guy. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> oh, we are fucked. Anyway, uh, so so this Titans episode, I will say, it was to further advance the storyline. It did a great job of presenting Tim Drake in this universe uh, in a very likable way. It actually kind of showed uh, a, which is tough to do in a TV show. I will t- say this right now. The best part about this episode is it showed the gray area between Jason Todd and and Dick Grayson in a way that you never really see much in a TV show. So for for an episode, it's still kind of boring and bad, and eh, but it, the writing aspect did a good job of showing the gray area. It showed Jason Todd uh, trying to do the right thing at the end. It showed Dick Grayson trying to do his version of the right thing, but then realizing, well, different perspectives are different, and uh, basically Jonathan Crane uh, fucking it up because he's the supervillain, and that's the whole idea is the supervillain fuck gums up the works and makes everything even shittier. Uh, that being said, this is the longest of the episodes so far, at 48 minutes long. And I would almost argue a lot of the scenes didn't really need to be here. Yeah, a lot of scenes uh, felt like you could have just truncated or added elsewhere. But maybe they had an extra time in the Batman bedroom or an extra scene in the locker area that they just had to uh, use for the sake of a few scenes. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what happens. Well, um... At least we finally get the the Chekhov's gun with the leaky roof, right? That's that's kind of a thing. Even though it just was, it just started in this episode too. Uh, so a lot of basic film school writing. Uh, something you introduce in the first act gets the payoff at the final act. Uh, foreshadow effects of what happens in the beginning uh, to show a stake at the end, uh, and essentially unlikable character still I mean, like it 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 felt like they didn't really need to add so many people this felt like it could have just been a dick Grayson story with tim drake and jason todd but they had to have everybody associated in this episode oh well anyway um let's get started titans season three episode eight home that's the name of the episode Home. Once again, another non-character uh, named episode, uh, and it's called Home. Uh, previously on Titans, the gangsters, I'll deal with Jonathan Crane, Tim Drake at the restaurant killing. Hi, I'm Blackfire. Here, Blackfire, have this suit because you're my sister. You look good. Thank you. Be spoiler, Starfire into a sleep deprivation chamber. Ah, spooky screams. Hey, the machine makes gas in the snowy cones. 
they blow it up and it's all gone. It's all gone, says Jonathan Crane. Oh, I'll get him back. I always get him back. Hi, Molly. I'm Gar. Need help? That's your recap. Now we go to the cold open. Molly talks with Beast Boy and they catch up. We had mutuals. Molly brings up how we found a missing kid for Molly. And he seemed okay. I mean, other than the wax suit. Yeah, tip top. Beast Boy says he needs to find Jason. Others want him dead. Beast Boy wants to help him. Molly says one day he's erratic and the next it's like an old Jason died. When Jason came back, was there anything different about him? His voice, the way he walked, like dead and come back to life different? I need to speak with him. You think you're the man for the job, not just me? He looks up and suddenly the bat signal is now a Titan signal, which is just another light with a T inside. That's right. We modified the bat signal to now have it just a T. It looks like shit. Um, but anyway, dun 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 Barbara shows Dick Grayson the new signal. What do you think? Can you make it any bigger? How big do you need it? Bigger than the bat signal, at least. Barbara quips, you take down one crime organization and think you run Gotham. I was thinking Viceroy. Well, I think they went into the Charbroiled Ash Viceroy, right? Was that the lady who turned into Ash? Anyway, close up of some black mold on the roof, uh, and it leaks a thud. What was that? It's a battering, actually. Also, when did Babs get a goldfish tank? Uh, I mean, I like I didn't notice that in the first like seven episodes of season three, but I, maybe she has a goldfish tank. I don't know. Anyway, that and coffee cups are used to catch the rainwater from the leaky police headquarters. We can cozy up in the Batcave and watch the facial recognition comps. Crane and Red Hood are going to get flagged tonight. I can feel it. You know what I can feel? My hunger pangs. If I don't get some hors d'oeuvres soon, I'm going to eat these poor goldfish. V will have you arrested. Uh, their fate is in your hands. Don't be late. See you at eight. See, they rhymed. So that, that was like a cool rhyme scheme. Moving on. Uh, Corey then walks in on Grayson eating a sandwich. I thought you were going to the gala. Pre-game meal? Have you seen the dinners at those things? Chicken the size of golf balls. Corey hands him a napkin, enjoying some of our good press. Barb asks me to look at it. It's a tea in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yes it is. Cut two. Superboy and Blackfire are cuddling in a bedroom. They most likely fucked, but who knows. They're looking at projection of space on the ceiling to find where Krypton was on a space planet map. I guess home is just in us, whether we have one or not. Superboy then wants to see Tamaron. We have to switch galaxies. Try Z3X4589I. Did you just give me your space address? Yes, but call first. Think you'll ever go back? I don't know if I can. So you're staying? At least for tonight. <laughs> See, because they're like a couple now. Because they, they, they're going to bone. They're going to bone. Cut two. Tim Drake is waiting at the front door of Wayne Manor. Beast Boy notices on the back computer. Dick! Someone's here to see you. No, I can't be late. 
He says he knows your Nightwing. Nick looks at the fake uh, ring video doorbell. Who's this? He says his name is Tim. Tr- Tim Drake. Ooh, folks, Tim Drake. Ooh. Starfire believes it could be a friend of Crane. Uh, Beast Boy then says, well, that was before he told me he knew Bruce Wayne was Batman. Cut to Tim Drake with a backpack of evidence from footage Robin is Grayson on a DVD to an autographed Flying Grayson's poster. I was there at the beginning and the end. I went to Haley Circus to see the Flying Graysons the night your parents were killed. You signed it for me before the show. I remember every move you performed. Then one day, I saw Batman and Robin on the news chasing Penguin. Robin did a one-handed meat hook to scale a rain gutter, a trapeze move only two people in the world can do. You and your dad. So Robin pinched my moves. I can't copyright them. Then the Titans made a splash. I heard they were good, so I started keeping tabs. Guess what? Nightwing also does the one-handed meat hook. You're Robin, then Nightwing. As he looks at the photos, Tim Drake goes, keep them. I got copies. Thank you. Like I said, stole my moves. Uh, Then says, come on, follow me. Cut to them walking to the kitchen. The news reports uh, show two dozen businesses got broken into last night. Tim Drake then points out, my dad got shit and the Titans put on a light show. Oh, my dad got shot and the Titans put on a light show. My bad, it was a typo. I'm sorry about your dad. It wouldn't have happened if Batman were here. You need help? Help? I want to be the next Robin. I appreciate your imagination, but Bruce Wayne is a philanthropist currently consulting in Europe. I'm just a former Detroit City cop. He's only that for one fucking episode. We don't wear capes. Next, you're going to tell me there's no Batcave. Come on, I'll give you a ride home. Cut to an empty warehouse. Crane does some welding on the floor. Jason wants to puff puff his piss inhaler. But oh no, he ran out. Me wanting more, daddy. He, he didn't say that, but let's, let's come on. It's, he's a drug addict at this point. You're back. Come on, bring it in. I need another inhaler, Crane. Well, you're going to have to cook it yourself. I'm fresh out. What about that? And points to a big container of chemicals. That is too concentrated. Deadly in its uncut form. This is a fuck show. J? J-Dog? Take heart, my friend. We're just a few swift strokes away from the sweetest comeback the world has ever seen. And then they'll make a biopic about us. How we met, our ups and downs. How the Titans wiped us out. Do you remember why we're here? The details are hazy, Crane. You zombified me. Remember that? I do remember. Well, quick refresher course. So this pump station is perched directly above the Cortland Valve Station, which controls all of the water supply for all of Gotham. So all I need to do is drill through this flimsy piece of steel that's covering the floor. Then I take my little friend there, and I dump it into the water supply, and... Then suddenly the drill overheats and gets scared. He jumps up, and oh, jeez! Ha <laughs> They share a larf. Yeah. So he just expositioned the uh, the whole premise of this next uh, act of, of Titan season three.
I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the chemicals in the water, like, like generic Batman '66 cartoonish uh, horror. You think that's funny? Just think what's going to happen to Gotham when we are done here. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, uh, Gotham is going to destroy itself, house by house, family by family. This plan's a fucking joke, Crane, and so are you. Me. But I've reached over to the other side, dragging you back to the living. So you can use me? Yes, so I could use you. Life is transactional, my dear boy. Well, I gave you life. You gave me secrets about Batman and Dick Grayson and... What's his name? Hank? Jason then sort of does a face turn, kind of, and beats the ever-loving shit out of Jonathan Crane. I'm done telling secrets. I'm done being fucking used. More punches... Uh, Crane starts laughing. <laughs> Are you done? Almost. And then one more knockout punch. Now I'm done. So Jonathan Crane is now knocked out. Uh, and Jason leaves. Cut to motorcycle. Tim Drake is dropped off at the apartment by Dick Grayson. You sure you don't want me to drop you at the noodle house? That's far enough. My cousin lives around the corner. Hey, listen. I'm not going to tell anybody if that's what you're worried about. I know the rules. Some secrets have to be kept. If I can do anything for your dad or your family, let me know. That's Dick Grayson saying that, not not Tim Drake. <laughs> but that would be awkward. Hey, anything I do for your family, Dick. Now, uh, Dick says, anything I do for your dad or your family, let me know. As Tim is about to leave, he pulls a Columbo. There's just one more thing I haven't figured out yet. Who the second Robin was? Uh, the dead one. I used to think it was Jason Todd because he was also a Bruce Wayne kid, but then I saw him the other night. You saw Jason Todd. The night my father was shot, he was standing across the street from the shop wearing a hoodie. And you recognized him across the street. He walked like Robin. I studied him too. It's nice to meet you, Tim. We'll meet again. Then vroom for a motorcycle. Time for a Bluetooth call. Hey, I'm coming down, says Babs. I'm not there yet. Sounds like a cancellation. Just got a strange tip. Yeah, me too. Police Commissioner Gordon is going to the gala without Richard Grayson. Can you access Gotham's security video outside the Drake restaurant two nights ago? The night of the attack... Somebody says they saw Jason. We did that already. Can you do a face recognition sweep? This is going to cost you. Moments later, they move the goldfish bowl. Yep, somebody was right. I pulled some old video of Jason as Robin and got a hit. Got the same walker. Can you track him? He left the Drake restaurant the night of the shooting and went straight to ABC Liquor. Can you fast forward? I got a gala to catch. Uh, hold on, Captain Dateless. Jump in hyperspeed. And they found him. Last seen at the south end of Ripley Park ten minutes ago. As he's in the street, a hooded man drinks a paper bottle. Maybe it's Worcestershire sauce. Uh, Jason sees Dick. Dick sees Jason. Oh, shit. Jason? He then drives the motorcycle across the street and then, Boom! Surprise, he gets hit by a car, lol. 
<laughs> he, he, was, he as he's like on the concrete floor. Oh, oh, ooh, I could, oh, I'm hurt. He looks up to see the person who hit him with the car. Can you guess who it is? Is it Dr. Crane, Lady V, Bruce Wayne? Nobody knows. No one even gave him insurance or said, are you okay? But Jason Todd is standing there, a blurred out Jason Todd. And then Dick Grayson faints back to black. Cut two. Blackfire Superboy doing softcore porn. And it's still pretty bad. I would say it's about a three out of ten. Yeah, they're naked. But the purple glow breaks the bedposts and they laugh. Starfire watches them. And Superboy runs away really quick. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Coriander almost sends, uh, sets them on fire. Uh, and burns Blackfire. Blackfire does the shock and wakes her up. Uh, oh, what was happening? I don't know. I was, uh, it happened again. So, what were you doing? Blackfire, trying to save innocence. Um, I was sleeping. And now there's another mystery. Cut to the hospital. Babs is in the hospital looking at Dick. How are you, sunshine? Feels like I got hit by a truck. How was the gala? I danced my ass off. A nurse then walks over. Liar. She was here 10 minutes after you came in. Didn't sleep a wink. Dick then is just sitting there defeated. <sighs> so sorry. I better call home. I did. Uh, They're worried, but I told her I had it covered. Thanks. Yeah, it. It's quite the spill you took. You're lucky the paramedics got there so quick. Somebody anonymous dialed 911. Dick Grayson then goes, I think it was Jason. Funny. I'm not kidding. He was standing right over me when I was on the ground. Babs. Babe, you hit your head pretty hard. You're saying Jason was standing over you and could have killed you but called 911 instead. He must have lost his nerve, run out of drugs, who knows. It'll be easier to finish off now. Finish? Bruce used to say, throw water on a drowning man, close the deal. I know that the peaceful way might not have the same Batman floors that you're looking for, but if Jason wants to end this quietly, we'll do that, right? Right. Yeah, how's your head? It's fine. Can I get out of here or what? Bab then points to an eye chart that's in a hospital room next to a mirror. An eye chart. In a hospital bed. Jewelry thief, police commissioner, now optometrist. As he correctly reads the first, uh, the fifth line, uh, read. please read the eighth line and as he's about to look at the A line, the eye chart becomes a really bad CGI effect where the sign becomes a Batman symbol in bats. And then it goes back to the letters. He gets it right. Can I go now, doctor? Not quite. And then whoopsie, she has an 11 o'clock with the mayor. You tell him that we're getting close. We'll wrap it up and give this city back. Whose city will it be then? Yours, of course, commissioner. All right, I'll give you the mayor your regards. Back in a few hours. Don't go running off. Cut to the Batcave. 
Starfire is back with the Joe Rogan sleep deprivation chamber thing with Starfire and Blackfire. And Superboy, you sure this will work? It worked last time. Isn't this how Gar ended up locked in a trunk with a black eye? So he says, but this time I have you two. Any sign of trouble? I'll pull you out. I'm sorry I have to slam you two together in this. It's just I could use the backup. They talk in unison, and that surprises Starfire. As she enters the chamber, Superboy closes the door, a blue aura, and then she wakes up, and here's the dream sequence. She's in a theater stage, sitting in the audience all by herself, looking at an empty handbill play sheet. It's empty. Then a baby stroller lowers onto the stage. As she goes up on stage to see it, the top of the rafter shows an older woman, maybe the mom, saying, My baby! And pointing, and then suddenly lights out. As she turns and gets confused, Hello? She looks at the stroller and pulls the blanket to see a baby with glowing green eyes. Maybe it's Starfire. Cut two. She's in an alleyway somewhere chanting next to a luxury car. Outside. She keeps talking and then wakes up. Confused and shocked, Superboy and Blackfire walks over asking if she's okay. Y- you let me steal Bruce Wayne's car? We didn't think he'd mind. I mean, technically we've stolen too. You got out of that pod thing and seemed to want to drive. We just followed. Where did I go? You just kept circling the spot. This spot. Did you see anything? Anyway, that's a good time to point out a crown general in the visual distance with a giant uh, embroidered crown. So maybe it has something to do with royalty. Hmm. Remember anything? No. No, nothing. I'll drive you back. No, it's okay. I'm awake now. Then suddenly, Starfire looks at Blackfire and Superboy. Hey, so you two are sleeping together? They stare awkwardly. She gives a smirk and a nod and walks away. <laughs> it's a comedy bit laugh. Starfire knows they're fucking. <laughs> Blackfire and Superboy are fucking and Starfire knows it. My sister's fucking Superboy. <laughs> what kind of it's the laugh out loud chuckle time? Oh, <laughs> they did the little fucking. They did the fucking in the bed and Starfire now knows that they do the, they do the sex. <laughs> Cut to the warehouse with Crane. An old guy with a flashlight and a gun points at a sleeping Jonathan Crane. Hey, you can't be in here. Hey, man, I don't want any trouble. Just trying to find a place to sleep. Sorry, it's crazy out there lately. Regular God-fearing people killing for no good reason. Somebody beat you up? Uh, uh, No, no. I, I mean, my friend. Yeah, oh, we had a spat. And he ran off. You haven't seen anyone out there, have you? No, just you. Hey, are you hungry? I got a yogurt cup I was saving for dessert. It's pre-stirred. You're giving it to me? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I wish I could let you sleep here, but uh, they're going to tear the place down. As camera clicks... Hey, what are you doing? Vital inspection. No, I mean, what are you taking a picture of? Oh, that's for office yucks. Some moron tried to 
drill through a 10-foot steel plate with a concrete drill. <laughs> As he overhears, 10-foot concrete drill. What a jagaz. <laughs> yeah, you'd be needing a settling torch the size of the sun to cut through that. <clears throat> You'll be needing a settling torch the size of the sun. The sun. Listen to that. For a while, that's foreshadowing. Another thing that's coming up later. He notices the chemicals. What the hell? Uh, I wouldn't touch that. What? It could be dangerous. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. To get rid of shit like this. More photos. Click, click. As he's texting the photos uh, and, and calling the uh, water treatment facility. <laughs> oh, I snapped his neck and he's dead. Crane picks up the yogurt cup and he's a little upset, but he hears footsteps. Jason, is that you? Cut to Jason's walking downstairs in a weird nightclub area. Maybe it's nudie bars, hmm? He looks at a peep show where he sees a couple actors in a room. Uh, any requests? Doggy? Wheelbarrow? Magic Mountain? Magic Mountain's extra, but it's worth it. I don't want any of that. I just want to talk. What kind of fucking... Uh, is this Cash and the Rye shit, right? This is what... This is what Cash and the Rye Garbo. That's really... Holden Caulfield did uh, in a fucking book. He, he gets the prostitute. Everyone's expecting it's going to be sex, but no. I'm just going to cry and say I'm sorry. I want someone to talk to. That, that's, that was fucking Catcher in the Rye. I, this is just Catcher in the Rye. So now he's holding fucking Caulfield. This is, is everyone a phony too? When we're at it? Jesus Christ. <sighs> anyway, the stars, the, the porn actors go, you're on the clock. What do you want to talk about? I want you to answer to the name Hank, and you're Don. So I'm playing a dude? No, Don, like the sunrise. Oh, Don. Anyway, we get to see some girl booba and nipple. So this ain't your children's titans. You get to see some titties. You guys want to see some girl titties? You get to see some titties today. You get to see some boobies. Some oogla boogalas. You get to see some mommy milkers today. You, you want to, this, this whole section will not be available on Tumblr. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <clears throat> anyway, as they agree, Jason then says, I just want to say, I'm sorry, Hank. Oh, don't worry about that. Shit happens for, for killing you. The couple then looks awkward and onward. Confused. Fused by this request and what's transpired. Is that supposed to be funny? No. Yeah, I'm not playing this. And the male actor walks away, leaving just this nude woman on the bed. The nude actress, still trying to be considerate, talks to Jason. I'm sure he had it coming. That's the thing. He didn't. Were you high? It's no excuse. I've done a lot of bad things high, too. A lot of things. My advice? There's only one place they forgive stuff like that. Home. Time's up, sleety. As this door starts closing on them both, 
in a really somber moment, Jason Todd has his head down, is about to cry. In his heartfelt moment, this lady looking onward at a weird window as the store is closing. It's Jason Todd and a nameless naked woman. It's all gone. Then the phone vibrates. <laughs> it's Molly. Hey, hit me back. Cut to the police department. Dick is talking to Babs, so they released me. You could have at least let me drive you. Did you do another video sweep of the accident to see where Jason went? Yeah, I did last night. It was like he vanished into thin air. Then a custodian or window clearer, some guy's like, okay, well, once it's stained, you'll never look up there again. That's what you said last month. I'm, I'm sorry, what? My ceiling. Your what? I think we have a structural problem. You do? Barb. Boop. Disconnect. The taxi driver still looks onward. Very surprised the two cars, Starfire and Superboy, and Blackfire have weren't used for this pickup my friend at the hospital moment. Anyway, this taxi cab drops him off at Wayne Manor. As he's about to get out of the taxi, cool flashback sequence, we see a young Dick Grayson in a Robin costume that I could best describe as spirit Halloween costume. It's all gone. See, like Jason Todd, it's foreshadows. The old road... The old house? You're never going to find him. The taxi driver didn't break the conscious. Is there a problem? Uh, as he does his hand for money. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, and then no cash transaction was made, even though money was moved in, in like fully artistry. You know that. And the driver's hand left the scene. <laughs> you gotta love television when no money was actually shown on screen. Yet it's assumed it happened. He leaves the taxi. The taxi drives off, confused as he goes into the manor. A somber Titans theme is playing, like a choir version of the theme. So it's like, like a... Oh, 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 oh. He sits in the living room next to the portrait of the Wayne family. Cut to the Batcave. Beast Boy is eating cereal. He sees the skin for Jason Todd. Suddenly, phone rings. It's Molly. Cut to kitchen. Beast Boy talks with Grayson. Jason wants to meet you. Not Nightwing. Alone. Where? Townsend Tunnel. Six o'clock. He said you know them. Dick is confused and says it feels like another setup. Uh, We can give you backup. Be close by. Tunnels? Tunnels. Rum runners built them back in the day. Bruce used them as an escape route. Wired them with cameras and sensors. Anybody who goes in or out, Jason will know about it. That's why he chose them. I can ask Molly if you'll meet somewhere, someplace else. No. If the tunnels he wants, the tunnels he gets. Cut to Superboy and Blackfire in a car, surprisingly. They didn't fucking said car. Blackfire, it was careless, holding up my room for 24 hours, saying we were sick. Yeah, I don't get sick, except for kryptonite poisoning. So what do we do now? What do you want to do? I don't know. 
we could just forget the whole thing. Honestly, we have nothing in common. I'm Tamaranian, and you're some kind of genetic cocktail. I'm not a cocktail. You know what I mean. You, you don't have a mother and a father. I know what you mean. Are you upset? I can't forget it. It was my first time. First Tamaranian? First anyone. Oh! Oh! <laughs> hmm. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't want to forget it either. I was just, you know, trying to give you an out. Yeah, I'm the bad sister, remember? Men don't usually stick around. You're not bad. You're not bad either. Technically, I'm half bad, but I get what you're saying. She shows a big smile and is, for once in this entire show, happy. We actually see a like person smile and is enjoy. Like an actual happy character in the show. And it's Blackfire. So we're actually kind of seeing some sort of character death now with Blackfire with Superboy. We're now star like Blackfire, who was once this evil villain and we don't like, is now just this joyous, happy person. Anyway, cut to Dick Grayson is in an alleyway, pulls open a metal door to about to enter the tunnels. Tim Drake! Hi! <laughs> hey! Hey, how's it going, Dick? I guess you want to finish him out alone? Like, like Batman would have done. Batman would have done this. Dick Grayson, sick of Tim Drake's shit. I don't know where you get these ideas, Tim. I'm just a regular guy doing regular things. Tim stares at Dick going into the underground. Confused. I, I'm running a special investigation with the GCPD. Tim then points out, you know, Batman used these tunnels. I saw him come out there once. Go home, Tim, before you get hurt. Tim Drake, sick of Dick Grayson shit. My dad was a cop. Homicide. Knife and fork man. Taught me how to investigate and how to shoot. I can help you. I'm sure your dad was a good man, but I'm going to find Red Hood and Scarecrow and show you how it's done. It It's not a good deal, Tim. Tim! I, I So just for clear here, just for, for the record, uh, when Tim Drake's dad is a cop in this universe, but not to be confused with the dad who works the noodle bar and got shot in the noodle bar unless it was like i'm a cop and then i retired so i run a noodle shop which would be kind of weird but also makes sense but I, i'm very very confused if that's the case because they never really gave the full backstory about tim drake's dad in this universe if tim drake's dad was a cop theoretically he'd be in the gcpd which if that was the case why would the gotham city police department then heckle tim drake wouldn't he be a cop so wouldn't the people in the precincts know who tim drake was if say the dad showed photos of tim drake and this is my son tim or is this some sort of like um weird way to do a counter of what was originally from my perspective a black lives matter sort of protest with tim drake uh being profiled in gotham city uh now to be seen as a well psycho fuck yourself we're not going to do that angle anymore because that's what it kind of comes up with um but anyway uh i'm sure your dad was a good man he's gonna find so so tim drake Basically says he's going to find Red Hood Scarecrow and show you how it's done because he wants to be Robin. So his now he has his desire. He wants to be Robin, so he's going to find Red Hood and Scarecrow 
and be Robin even without Nightwing. <clears throat> anyway, let's go to the tunnel. Some weird portal music plays as we, once again, press X for Jason. Jason! Cut to therapist's office. But it's not Dr. Leslie Tompkins. Jonathan Crane enters. You're not my six o'clock. Oh, there was a cancellation. They were able to squeeze me in. Is it okay? You could have called first. I just assumed that you wouldn't pick up, Mom. Crane's mom, after you escaped from Arkham, I thought you would leave town. Leave beautiful Gotham? Never. What do you want, John? I want to lay my head on your lap. Lap time is over. I've lost steam. I was hoping maybe you... You give me one of your classic lectures. Some tough love, you know? Get the fires relit again. I'm sorry, but there is no more love. No more lectures. You don't exist to me. Maybe just some old-fashioned clinical analysis, then? It's a broken record. You're afraid to take risks, John. Loved ones, career, physical confrontation, so you apply the common coward's vices. Drugs, weak friends to speak for you, shield you from the world. You played your part. What was my part again? You left. I deserve better than you. A new life, a new child, and I got it. It doesn't pay to look backwards. Crane cries in the office and has a meltdown. <laughs> I have, I have terror, Mom. Terror? A terror that I will fall short again. Terror that my ambitions would be unrealized. And I see it all. I see it all laid out right before me. And just... Just as I'm about to break out, this dark creature, this dark creature just swoops through and just steals it all away from me. Does this creature have a shape? A color? It's just darkness. Like Batman. There is no actual dark creature, Mom. It's a fucking metaphor. No, no man in a cape. There's no boy in a mask that's going to keep me from Valhalla. I am both the dreamer and the thief. Are you unable to grasp such a simple psychological concept? I'm sorry. 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 This is for uh, best uh, supporting actor in an ensemble. <coughs> As he's whimpering, uh, he looks at the window, and she's looking at the window. A green laser is popping up like a sniper rifle. What did you do? I'm sorry, honey. I forgive you. Minutes later, the police are raiding the office, and oops, the mom is dead, and Crane has gone missing. So he gets away. Cut to nighttime at the water plant. Crane is wondering where Jason went and turns on a tracker on a phone. Cut to the tunnels, and Dick Grayson is still hallucinating. He sees the young Dicky boy with a flashlight in the tunnel going, Bruce! Bruce, I see the way! And then he wakes up again keeps going. Oh, oh, geez, what the fuck was that? <clears throat> Over the intercom, it's Jason. Remember these tunnels? Bruce used to scare me to death in these tunnels. Where are you? Once I figured out how to use them, though, they were my ticket out. I heard you wanted to talk to me. Are you alone? 
I am, are you? Me and Crane are finished. I'm done killing for him. How do I know that? You saw me standing... Oops, sir. You saw me standing over you. I could have killed you, dick. What do you want? I want to come home. Be with my friends. Be tired again. You killed Hank. That wasn't me. That was the drugs talking. Crane talking, too. But I'm clean now. You can come home if you give up Crane. Live in the house? Right in your old bed. Meet me at the old Wellington pump station tonight at 9. And Dick? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Of course, your family. At this point, Crane is overhearing the conversation and smirking. Corey, uh, you said he could do what? He killed Hank. He kidnapped kids. He made that woman snap her own neck. So we're just going to set an extra place at the dinner table? Oh, hey, Jay, pass the mashed potatoes. He's offering to turn himself in and bring in Crane. Starfire, this is bullshit. You're forgiving a murderer. We need Crane. I just want to, before we continue, just want to point out the irony that Blackfire killed Starfire's parents and her boyfriend, and Starfire forgave her, but nonetheless, <clears throat> Beast Boy, hold on. What if all that killing was Scarecrow? No, he needs to be held accountable. You didn't hold me accountable. When Cadmus took me over, made me a killer, you guys all took me back, no questions asked, because we're family. Jason deserves the same chance. Awkward silence. All right, we'll bring them both in. And after that, we assess the situation. Blackfire. I've never met the guy, but I'm bullish on second chances. Batcave, five minutes. Starfire. Hey, I can't believe you. Bruce said be a better Batman, and there are two versions of that. One kills, one doesn't. We should go. Cut two. The tunnels. Jason Todd leaves the metal doors and goes his merry way. Tim Drake looks onward and follows him. Cut to a bus stop. Jason leaves in a symbolic shot. He leaves and an advertisement at the bus stop shows a knife going through his chest with the words, protect your family. In a number eight for some reason. Tim Drake is on the bus and follows up as well. As he is on the chase for Jason Todd, Jason opens a metal door in the tunnel. He sees a gun drop and a metal bin wheeled out. As he walks over, he sees a guy with a baseball cap. It's Jonathan Crane. Tim Drake is about to run away and then he gets shot by Crane. As he is bleeding on the floor, Jason Todd finds him and talks to him. What's your name? Tim. Hey, what are you doing here? I followed you. Why? I want to be Robin. Uh, then Crypto shows up. Superboy shows up. There's a guy on the ground. Nightwing is in costume. Tim! Connor does an investigation. Looks like the bullet went clean through. Somebody call an ambulance. I'm on it. We need something to stop the bleeding. As there is blood in his lungs, he's gonna drown. It's about this time I got to stop for a second. Again, remind people, this is the moment we're supposed to point out that foreshadow earlier. Bruce Wayne talking about if somebody is drowning to douse them in water. Well, in this metaphor, Tim Drake is now drowning in blood. 
which means in the hypothetical world, if Batman was there, he would just let Tim die, rest in peace. But is this moment where Dick has to be a better Batman? Let's carry on. Beast Boy says the paramedics will be there in three minutes. Dick looks onward. He sees himself as Robin at Tim Drake's face, covered in blood and recovering. As he gets pissed, Nightwing and Starfire enter the generic warehouse building. We just can't get enough of those on Titans. Another press X to Jason! As they wander the industrial zone from Crystal Maze, Crane is hiding in the lower section. You're too afraid to take real risk, John. Well, fuck you, Mom! <laughs> like this weird screechy noise. Starfire launches a fireball, and Nightwing goes, No way, you fucking... And then, oops, a big explosion. Kaboom! Cut to Babs on the table with a goldfish bowl. The assistant without a name. There's an explosion downtown at the old pump station in Wellington. Send a SWAT team. Send a SWAT. So a SWAT unit team. Send a SWAT unit for a fire. I got hit the Jason Todd a half mile from there. Then the roof leaks water. <gasps> Suddenly it bursts with water. And it rains all over that cool cyber table. Fade 2, the factory's on fire. Nobody knows who's alive or dead. Fade 2, Starfire Nightwing in a smoky section of the warehouse with sparks all over the place. They set us up. They used me to burn their way down here. And yes, the water treatment is now open. I saw one of those canisters at the Snowy Cones place. Nightwing is pissed because it leads directly to the water supply. Are you telling me I just doused all of Gotham? Brum. The water is leaking all over the GCPD. Babs is looking upset right now. Suddenly, it's raining outside. As she looks up, the Titan's light that started this entire episode went from blue to dark red. Then Francois Hardy by Sean Lee's Ping Pong Orchestra plays in the end credits. The end. God damn it. Jesus Christ. I, I mean, I like the Tim Drake part. I like the part he gets shot, so therefore there's going to be your way to kind of weasel him into the Batcave and become a Robin. Uh, if Even though they should theoretically just put him into a hospital bed and just say, like, hey, how's it going, Tim? It's me, Dick Grayson. How are you holding up? Yeah, I saw you there. You were there. And keep doing another deny. But it's 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 it, we're near the home stretch. They have to eventually give Tim Drake a Robin suit. Uh, Jason Todd is now going to have in this next arc try to explain that he didn't do anything about it. He just wanted to meet up with Dick Grayson uh, and say he's done with this. And then Crane uh, fucked him up and fucked them both over. Jace, uh, if you recall, Tim Drake. Uh, was saved slightly by Jason Todd. So in this case, we're about to find out that um, Jason Todd is going to be the one in the position of power here. Is he going to go back to Jonathan Crane and get some of that nice drugs? Or is he going to do the right thing and go back to the Titans? And what's going to happen with Tim Drake? Is Dick Grayson going to figure out that Jason Todd then fuck him over and it was just a Jonathan Crane plot at this last hurdle? Or is this going to cause another wrench in that dynamic? We'll find out all of those answers 
probably within the next five episodes because that's how the show works. But ultimately, none of it matters because we have to come up with some sort of weird arc for the end of season three. So who knows? Maybe Batman's going to hang out with Raven and or Raven's going to show up and go like, hey, guys, what did I miss? And it'll be very hilarious. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, Raven's not there. So it's kind of bizarre, but hey, Bruce Wayne isn't there either. And that's also very bizarre, but I am kind of liking where this could be going. I kind of like the idea of Tim Drake becoming a Robin before Bruce Wayne returns. Uh, so I'm almost 100% positive. If I had to do some some production guessing, Bruce Wayne is on is looking onward in on a bat computer in a plane as he's hanging out with Rasha Ghoul in the League of Assassins, and we're about to find out about Damian Wayne, because that's only going to be the kind of thing, is Bruce Wayne's going to start a Batman Incorporated, maybe, and in the process, uh, Damian Wayne's going to end up in the, in the mix, because you got to have a Damian Wayne all of a sudden. So, oh, did you know Bruce Wayne had a kid for eight years named Damian? You didn't know that? Well, you're going to find out. Season four! Because they have to do some sort of twist, right? That's that's how you do it on Titans. Uh, I do really love the the Tim Drake in this, because Tim Drake seems like an everyday person that could be Robin, just very obsessed, and I think that's very fun. Uh, so I am liking where they're handling Tim Drake in this. Uh, I think Jason Todd is kind of in a mixed bag. I don't know how they're handling Jason Todd. <laughs> in the last couple of seasons he went from an all cops are bastards person to theater kid whiny to now he's a drug addict almost akin to like roy harper in green arrow uh so the good thing is um that could almost be a backlit pilot for red hood and the outlaws thing if they ever decide to spin off and and get uh, roy harper in here with starfire they could actually do something like that. So you just have it. So they're both drug addicts and Starfire is trying to redeem herself. So there's your third kind of backwards pilot. So you can now theoretically, if they go into that angle, they have uh, four different uh, spinoffs. Now you have your a Nightwing standalone. You have a Red Hood Outlaws uh, segment. And once again, Beast Boy, uh, not featured here, but could easily just be addition to, to Doom Patrol, which is kind of where I kind of wanted him to go, but eh, it happens. They got Cyborg, though. It's kind of weird knowing Cyborg's on Doom Patrol and not Titans, even though I really love the Cyborg on Doom Patrol. All right, so uh, now it's time for the final part of the show where we say if you don't want to watch Titans... Uh, you don't want to end up like me. There is other options on HBO Max. This is the uh, fun part of the show where I get to point out something cool. You know, Halloween is fast approaching. It's almost October. But there is a new movie that just came out HBO Max. It's a real spine-tingling horror movie called Malignant. Malignant is directed by James Wan, famous for Aquaman movies. And he's a master of horror with the Saw franchise and The Conjuring. And I will say for the record, I don't watch horror movies. I, I never really go out of my way to watch scary movies, mostly because most of the time scary movies are just jump scares or it's 
uh, just annoying gore fest, and it's just never really my style. I love Black Mirror. I love like when things are like like in that thriller universe, kind of like a Twilight Zone. But most of the time, it, it's not like a Nightmare in Elm Street. It's not going to be like a Friday Thirteenth. So there's not really anything going for me. So. I watched this movie called Malignant because I've been told this is the newest horror. This is going to be the Halloween spooky movie of the year. You got to watch Malignant. Uh, and I I did. I actually caved and watched a horror movie. I don't like jump scares. I will never play Pumpkin Hill. Sonic Adventure 2 is still a bad game. But what the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell is this movie? Malignant. I... I don't know how to explain this movie. It's scary. It is supposed to be scary. I, if I, I originally I was like, what if like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde situation with a twin that's in the back of the skull kind of thing, which is kind of like, oh man, so this is just Jujutsu Kaisen, but shit. Okay, I can get a hang of this. And then there's like a house, and the house has like a really big living room. Uh, there's a mental hospital, which is kind of weird. Uh, there's a goop monster that's kind of like Venom that is the twin of, and it's bloody. And there's um, been murderings and killings and stabbings. And then like a whole lot of found footage, quote unquote, of like people in mental hospitals like, yeah, we took a look at this and you know, um, this is happening, and this is a bad thing. Oh no, we have to run away! And like, like they tried to go like an aliens thing. It felt like they tried to pull from like seven different horror movies, and I couldn't figure out which one they're trying to go for. Were they trying to go for like a creature feature? Were they trying to go for a sympathetic monster movie? Were they trying to go for a slasher because they had one scene where the homeowner was running around the house and like in this really creepy like maze effect that you probably have seen in the movie trailers. I'll say that was my favorite part of the movie was that that visual effect because I love when visual effects like that happen uh, because it almost feels like a comic book horror instead of just like regular horror. But, like, I'm still so, like, confused by this movie, and it's so stupid <laughs> in a way that it's, like, I I do recommend people uh, watch it and be very confused and are very silly. Uh, it, you know, Malignant is a movie that I'm sure James Wan wants to be shown in a movie theater, like any horror movie in, the, like, October where you have to see it with the popcorn and then do the jumps because there's a lot of jump moments in there. But it's it's no Candyman. Like Candyman, I think, fix, fix, is, is more of that kind of horror. This is like, I, I just try, like, it's a parrot, almost satire. Like, they're, they're in the spooky house and they keep showing the spooky house <laughs> like i it's like i i am almost as close to saying this is doom house but james wan <laughs> because it's that level of horrible <laughs> but it's so silly um there's one scene where the goop monster vomits and i'm like what <laughs> I just, it's so confused. 
<laughs> I know. I know I'm supposed to be going to sleep soon. But it's just to me, that's the funniest part about Malignant is I'm trying to like, what the fuck did I just see? It's a horror movie about a conjoined twin, but not a conjoined twin. It's the back of the head. And they're a monster that's like a goop venom thing. That's like a red skeleton that uh, kills people. But the lady doesn't know. And it's kind of like a horror thing in the mid twist being that she's related to. It It just it's too weird. It's just too fucking weird. Uh, I, I recommend people watching this on HBO Max if you have an HBO Max subscription because you have nothing to lose watching a really ridiculous horror movie uh, that I will probably tell you is not worth the price of a movie ticket and is not worth the price of an HBO Max subscription. However, if you already have HBO Max and are probably using it for things like watching Jujutsu Kaisen or watching an Adult Swim franchises, or watching some of these great movies, or maybe you're watching Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, it just returned. I think Succession is coming back next week, so you're in good shape. But you could also, bonus, watch this really bad horror movie (laughs) and have a good laugh. I recommend, this is really what I recommend. Uh... Unlike Titans, where you'll probably just get confused and pissed off and just get bored and fall asleep, this is the movie that is made. This is almost primarily made for you to get someone with an HBO Max subscription and then get your group chat going and just have a watch fest. Like, make a watch party with your friends on Discord or Skype or Zoom or whatever, where you all just watch this movie together because it's that lunacy and that ridiculous and that kind of weird that I could only imagine would end up getting put on chiller in like five years time, but slightly edited to fit for a, for like 80 minutes. Um, and there's a good soundtrack. I mean, I love the soundtrack to this movie. I do love like the angle. Like there's a lot of cool, clever stuff in this movie. That's like, Oh, that's kind of neat. But it's like, it's really trying to be like nine different horror movies in one, and it's laughably bad. I I I don't normally watch horror movies. Maybe this is what horror movies are supposed to be. But, I mean, like, the last thing I've seen that was like a horror thing was Escape Room. And Escape Room was shit, because it's just, what if Saw Traps, but Escape Room. Th- this is what if a house kills you because conjoined twin spooky like maybe like i'm just too focused on like things like the grudge films and saw and and like uh the ring remember the ring that it's like what has horror become in like the last few years like this could have easily been like the ring or the grudge and i remember seeing the grudge and the shower scene and then like the little fist is coming out of the back of the head and ooh that's spooky well what if that but instead of a fist it's a skeleton that that is what we got with this fucking movie it's just i am so fucking confused by it it's so fucking weird but i do recommend you watch it in a group chat with friends who are probably drunk or high or stoned don't give a fuck and just have a good time with it Especially if you're the one person with an HBO Max subscription, uh, you'll be glad you did. 
because uh, that is just a ridiculously stupid movie um, that is prime for a group chat. So that's going to be it. I think it's only for a limited time, though. So maybe by the time you listen to this episode, it might be off HBO Max. So please get it right now. Go watch Malignant. Uh, it is a definite bad movie, but fun bad. Uh, and we'll see you next time right here on uh, Jordan Talks Titans. And as we've always said, fuck you, mom. Yeah.